This is a Color Pencil Podcast, session number 119. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick, and I'm joined, as usual, by my co-host, Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. Lisa, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am never better. You know, Lisa, we've been doing this show for, what, two and a half years, I believe, at the time of this recording. On Monday, every Monday, without fail, we've had a show, and... I've had people ask a little bit about some of the stats of the show, and it's grown a lot within the past like six to eight months. So we've had to date 113,091 downloads, and we're in over 60 countries. That Those are the people that are subscribed to the show that download the RSS. That's not including people who come to the website. A couple of things about the show here. We're not on Stitcher. We're not on Google Play. And there's a whole lot of other podcast hosts that we're not on. And I've had people ask about that and why I haven't done anything about that. Basically, I'm just too lazy to do that. <laughs> I, I don't really have a good excuse for that. It's just it takes up time to do that. And I have to go through some steps and uh, submit it and all that. And I just haven't done it. I never got into doing this because of any vanity metrics. It, it's nice, I guess, to see, you know, this large amount of downloads. And, and if we haven't said it lately, you know, I really appreciate you listening. Thank you very much for listening, and I appreciate that you're there faithfully listening to the show. It means a lot. But I'm not into this to just, you know, see how many millions of downloads, you know, that we can get. If, if we change the, the show up and we did something different and not colored pencil and things like that, yeah, we could probably, you know, blow through several hundred thousand maybe quicker. But it's not about that. It's about what we're passionate about and talking about this underdog art medium that we love. So... Anyway, just thought I'd share that. So, Lisa, what are we going to talk about today? We are going to actually be answering a question almost that somebody asked mm-hmm. whether or not you should set up an art Facebook group. Yeah, maybe you want to set up an art Facebook group and you're not sure if you should or not and you're thinking about it. So we thought we'd just sort of flesh this out a little bit today and talk about some pros and cons and reasons why you may want to and some reasons not to do it. So starting out, you really want to try to figure out what, why do you want a group? What is your goal? If you're setting up a group for the sole purpose of selling to more people, those don't typically, they're not usually so effective. If your goal is really just to focus on yourself and what you're doing, I I don't know about you, John, but when I've seen artists do that, they typically don't last that long. They, they just... They kind of fizzle out. People don't get happens. involved. Yeah. I mean, there's no... Yeah, if, if people aren't commenting and really involved and invested... It doesn't really grow. It doesn't benefit anybody when you're doing it just for yourself. I mean, that's really what I think your art page is for. Or, mm-hmm, you know, you mm-hmm. I don't really see right. the point in setting up a separate group. And one of the things, and it kind of reminds me, there's a makeup product. John and I were talking about this earlier and kind of laughing at some of the photos. There's a makeup product 
for eyelashes that is sold by kind of individual sellers, sort of like Avon, but not quite as reputable, I guess, would be a kind of way to, or, you know, it doesn't, it's not as, gosh, how to work. I just want to go on the record, though, to let everyone know I know I knew nothing about this makeup product until Lisa told me. That's about not it. true. You're the one who told me about it. <laughs> No, um, there's a makeup product that, and I apologize for any of you who might use it. Maybe you use it in a better way than their own models do. It's possible. Um, but there's a makeup product, a mascara nice. that you put on that adds fibers, tons and tons of extra fibers to your eyelashes, which actually is kind of eye doctors will tell you um, causes infection for a lot of people. And I've known of people that had problems from using it. But anyway, I you'll have people who are selling this and they will set up a Facebook group and put everybody they know into the group. Because, you know, you can actually force people into a group, but you can't force them to hit the like button on your art page. So they'll force, they'll put you in... All of their friends into this group and then they start spam trying to sell this to them or get them to order from them and look how awesome this product is and I I had tired eyes today but I put on my fancy mascara and now you can't tell it I mean just cheesy stuff must be a high profit margin then if they're really I don't going know to those links to try to get people to buy yeah, it wow. I don't know because I've known of people who sold Avon and did really well with it and Avon's got a yeah. very good reputation in this company right most people when they see or hear someone selling it they're just like, oh no, they're. I know uh, uh, they're going to try to get me to buy it. So it's just kind of weird that that many people would would be trying to schlep this product and put put you in a group, you know, just to kind of get you involved in it. That's weird. Yeah, and I see it a lot. But I mean, it's that's a good example. Like you know, putting together a group, thinking I'm going to sell more paintings this way usually not very effective. You're better bet in that case from what I've seen anyway. And there may be exceptions to everything. But from what I've really seen, most people do better when they're trying to sell it from their art page because that's why people are following it versus a group. People get really irritated with the constant, you know, you've got to remember there's actually... Buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Yeah, you know, it it can't always be me, me, me. You have to give in order to keep their interest. Well, it goes back to what is Facebook? You know, what, what is it there for? What do people do with it? Why are you on Facebook? You're not there. You, typically, you're not there. I'm not there to go there and buy something. I, I'm not doing that. I'm going there to interact. I'm going there to talk and start some conversations, read some conversations and things like that. And if I feel like, you know, I'm trying to be sold to and someone's even trying to do it in a very underhanded way, then I... I don't I sort of feel betrayed when that yeah. happens. Yeah. I mean, if I see an ad on Facebook, like if it's from a Facebook page that I've chosen to like, or even the other day, there was a product called the Guac Lock. There was an advertisement for this special bowl for guacamole, and it squished up, and it kept, keeps it fresh longer, and you guys should sounds look it delicious. up. It's the best <laughs> thing I have ever bought. I that went and looked it up. Really you, turns out they sell it on Amazon. I bought one that day. It was here on Friday, and I have u- been using it several times a day. How do you spell that? Guac Lock? Guac Lock. G-U-A-C-L-O-C-K. Yeah. I have it on Amazon. It's like, I don't know, $16 Amazon Prime or something like that. Yeah. Best money Jesus. I think I've ever spent. But because I we eat a lot of guacamole here. And so putting it. it in a bowl and putting the saran wrap and trying to get all the air out, this kind of avoids all of that. And it's anyway, we just turned into a commercial, didn't we? But I mean, you'll my point is people will buy from you on Facebook, but it's how and when you do it. And within these groups, usually unless it's a group where lots of people are trying to sell their art, and even then there's actually an art group here for Dallas artists trying to sell their artwork. And 
for the most part, every single post is ignored by everyone. Always. I don't think I've ever seen somebody say that they got a sale or no one even interacts and says, hey, cool painting. They don't get any attention because people don't want to be, I mean, they just don't want to be sold to. And when I joined the group, it wasn't originally for selling artwork. It changed at some point. And once it changed to nonstop people trying to sell stuff, no one interacts anymore. No one talks to each other, even though we're technically all supposed to be in the Dallas area. It doesn't matter. No one no one has interest. It's only other artists trying to sell to other artists, and that never works. Well, I shouldn't say never. Rarely. Those, that's not ever. typically yeah, your, yeah. your target market. I have, right. you know, wanted to buy things from other artists, so I guess there are exceptions. But, you know, it's kind of, what's the point of the group? Now, the groups that I've seen be most successful were where other artists were sharing their artwork. So, okay, why, why would you create your own art group? to share artwork versus just joining another already existing group. Well, in my case, I wanted somewhere that I had kind of control of the environment. So, you know, we we kick out people who are being jerks. If somebody's offering or criticizing somebody's artwork when someone only wanted to share and get positive feedback, because, you know, some people, that's how they learn best is the positive feedback, not the negative. We don't allow people to criticize anything unless someone specifically asked for that in my group. I wanted somewhere because I've got a huge, you know, a lot of people follow me on YouTube. I can't imagine that. I cannot <laughs> imagine somebody yeah. growing just based on positive feedback. I want somebody, you know, get, you know, get down, give me 40, you know. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Yeah, some people just want to share because they're excited about what they produce. They don't want to be torn down. They only want to be encouraged. And I get that because that's how what kind of an artist I was for many, many years. I want someone screaming down my throat, you know, give me 40 solvent breath. <laughs> You know, I want them just. But this group, like for me, me, that group worked has worked out really well because it lets everyone talk. Like I don't have the time to answer everyone's questions individually, but if enough people are watching the videos, they probably know what my answer would be anyway. So people are able to help each other and share their work, and so it was a group for my fans to kind of come together and share their supply, you know, what supplies they like, what they've learned, different, I don't know. That's why I did it. I didn't put the group together as a look at me, look at my art. I actually don't even share in my own art group that often. I'm really bad about that. But that has worked out really well. Whereas when I've seen other artists set stuff up where it was more, I'm going to put this group together to try to showcase my own work. That's what your art page that it, it, it just they don't usually they don't get the feedback they don't get interaction people will join but they don't interact and if you don't have interaction yeah, they don't the group stay, is, they don't stay there and have conversation yeah i mean there's so many groups i'm a part of wildlife artist group that have you know tons i'm talking you know thirty thousand members no one comments on the art no one interacts they post they bail no one interacts and that was yeah. What's the point at that? Why? That's the same way with, are you in that still life artists, painters, post only th- only three at a time? I'm not sure. That group's, is, it sounds like you just described that group. I mean, there's just nothing, nothing in there. The, there's, there's so many groups like posting that. All the, yeah, and they're posting all the time, but there's just, you know, there's there's no interaction. You know, one of the, some of the best groups I've seen too are colored pencil groups. They tend to get the most interaction because it's not usually one person saying, here's me, pay attention to me, pay attention to mine. Like, I've been really impressed with the majority of the colored pencil groups I've been a part of because yeah, they seem yeah, to exactly. really embrace what social media is for and the interaction I've all, I've, I really like that. Like the colored pencil group for beginners, 
I love yeah. that group. Everyone encourages oh, yeah. everybody, and that, they're interacting. That group and it's is like, phenomenal. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of there. There's a lot of work though that goes on in that group, and a lot of encouraged interaction. Mm-hmm. Cecilia Kenzie uh, is just phenomenal at keeping that group alive and going. But you know, I just want to mention a couple of things here. Some changes have been made to Facebook, which has kind of had an influence, I would say, on some of the ways that we interact in the stream now on on our Facebook pages. And one of those things, and I think, you know, if depending on how you look at it, it could be something that is negative. Uh, in some ways, it's, it's positive. But I wonder, like Lisa, if you would have ever uh, purchased that guacamole container if you hadn't seen that in your newsfeed. So one of the changes that has been made recently is that the majority of the ads are now inside the newsfeed, and they're not over on the right where you can just ignore them. And that was a, a big change that was made that it, what, what it did was it enabled Facebook to charge a premium price on their ads for one thing. But it also, what happened was they tried to curate the information to target it to audiences that were interested in the products. And so they've they've really actually done a pretty good job at trying to tailor the ads so that it's stuff that you are interested in. And there's a there's a lot of reasons why that has been effective or, or how they've been able to do that in an effective manner. And I've got to say that when I'm in a Facebook stream and I'm looking at a, at my page or any other pages, that the ads that I am seeing are typically things that I am interested in. You may be wondering, okay, now how do they do that? I'm just going to go over this briefly. But one of the big ways that they do this now, and Facebook isn't the only company that does this. Amazon does this as well, very, very well, very effectively. But one of the things they do is they do retargeting. And they'll, you know, when you go to Facebook and you browse away from Facebook, how many of you log out? Well, you probably don't. You probably just close the browser window or something like that. So they bank on that and they store typically what's known as a cookie. There's some other names for uh, some of the other mechanisms that they're using now, but it stores the information and says this particular login ID was over here. It stores it anonymously and it says, but this person is actually interested in this, this, and this because of their other browsing history while they were in Facebook. And so they do this retargeting, and all of a sudden things about cameras and about art show up in my newsfeed, which is stuff that I'm interested in. So that's how they've accomplished that. Another change that I wanted to talk about is that if you do decide to set up a Facebook group, one change that they made that I think is is in our favor if you do want to run a group when you sign up or whenever you request to join a group what they they allow you to do then as an admin of the group is to put a questionnaire out there for the potential person who is requesting to join and yeah if if you're wanting to join like the color pencil podcast group if you're wanting to join that group one of the questions that we have out there now is who are the hosts of the show? Well, if you can't answer John and Lisa, then you probably don't even know what the show is. And then there's a couple of other questions on there as well. And so, you know, again, it's it's a it's a good thing, I think. This is a very good thing. It just allows you to kind of weed people out. It makes it easier, yeah, because what you have happened, what I had happened, my art group, I started off as Law Cree 
YouTube artist group or something like that, but the name YouTube was in it. So what we were having happen is so many people were trying to join who were there just to promote their YouTube, not YouTube art channels, just YouTube, my car channel, my whatever, because the word YouTube was there. And so we were getting a lot of spam. And so this allowed us to really filter through um, a lot of that. So that was actually pretty handy. So one of my tips, I mean, kind of going into that, if you set up a Facebook group, do not start adding people to it. Invite them to it post about it, let people know it's there, but don't just start throwing all your friends into it because it's going to irritate them. It'll really turn them off of whatever you're trying to do. The other one would be to... Yeah, especially if you haven't asked them and if it's not anything they're even interested in. Don't start spamming other groups with your group. I've seen that a lot and it is horribly, horribly rude and inconsiderate to go to another group and say, hey, come join my group. What? No, that's not. No, that's like standing outside of a Kmart you, and yeah, yeah, anywhere, you to go a tea shop and saying, oh, don't buy tea <laughs> right. from here. Let Go over here and buy from this tea shop. Like, yeah. that doesn't make any it's sense. It's just tacky. It is. And it doesn't it's make you look good. Most people don't do that. But every once in a while I see it and I'm like, what are right. you thinking? But right. yeah, no, that questionnaire is really nice. I've really liked that. That has made it much easier yeah. to manage the group. I think that's the other thing that you have to consider, though. I mean, this is kind of, we kind of jumped ahead as far as group management, but it takes time. This is one way that made it a little easier for us who do run groups to manage. You, The other thing is if the group does get very big, you're going to need to have moderators because you're not going to see everything all the time. And if you don't have people watching and making sure rules are followed, and you may think, well, we're all adults. I don't need rules. Just post your art. No, it, it won't matter how simple you think you want it to be. You're going to have people that post things where you're like, well, common sense would say not to post that, right? Nope. You will have people join that will post the most yeah so or it it just kind of gets crazy so you have to have moderators there's a lot of management involved and so that's something to keep in mind if you don't manage it it won't do well it won't you won't have people interact you want to do it well yeah yeah if if you want it to grow and you want to do it well and that kind of thing to date we don't have any documents inside the color pencil podcast group and hardly any you know hardly had to ever state any rules i mean we need to but just haven't done it and I I don't have the time to go in there and hold someone's hand and and say oh no 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 don't do that I just kick people out if they're not if they're misbehaving and I don't have the time to and I'm and I'm sorry about that I'm and I know that sounds harsh but it it's I don't have the time for it and so I don't have the time to go in there and give a three strikes you're out and all that stuff and so having those questions and I got three questions and one of the questions is that and I don't I'm not looking at it so it's not verbatim but I'm going to post my artwork and I'll put the description and talk about what the description is up in the title of it not in the comments and so if they don't do that i just i I can delete it i hardly ever do that because there's really not a whole lot of offenses like that in there but we can just delete it then and and move on and if somebody posts inappropriate material we can just kick them out and be done with it you know it's not that big a deal but I know there are a lot of groups where there is a lot of ton of just interaction and holding and coddling people and that kind of thing. And that's nice. That's really good. But, yeah, if if you do have moderators and you do have help in your group, then things will go a lot smoother and you can kind of balance the load. Yeah, you, I think it really comes down to just deciding what is your goal with a group? 
Do you understand yeah. what the group is? The group should not yeah, it has be to an be extension of where you sell your artwork from your fan page. You won't have m- that many people that want to sign up. And then the people that do, they're not going to interact. It's There's just no real reason for it. That's not really what the group right. is. Now, right. you can set up, some people will set up groups for photo sharing, for reference photos and such. Or if you're doing like, um, you know, maybe a contest or something, you're doing it, uh, not a contest, but a challenge. You're saying, okay, yeah, let's all challenge draw artwork. This, That's a great like reason that. to have. Have a Those are fun. Yeah, that's a yeah. really good reason to have a group. Um, you can have it for my brain just shut down. Exchanging, well, exchanging ideas about maybe everyone selling their particular art group, exchanging ideas for doing shows or workshops. Or there's a number of things. I mean, you can talk about within the marketing of art and things like that. But it has to be for the general audience. It has to be for everyone. Think of it more as you're making an art club not a self-promotion shop. That, I think, is a better way. Now, there are groups, there are yard sale groups where people sell and trade stuff all the time, but it's one that's interactive where lots of different people are selling and trading. It's not one person trying to sell their product. So, right. I mean, that that really does make a very, very big difference. Now, there the few exceptions I've seen to where people are actually selling their product, I recently joined a nail polish Oh my gosh, I'm a nerd. But I joined, there's a a lady in Florida who makes, who custom made mixed nail polish that's like all natural, well, not natural, but I mean, it's the free of the really bad stuff. Um, But she makes these really cool different colors and such. And she has a group where when she has, I guess, extras or they call it overpour, they'll sell to people with just within this group. And people are very like, you know, they like collect these. It's kind of funny watching how people, um, you know, a new one's coming out tomorrow at noon. We're all going to join it and, you know, try to be there and be one of the first to buy it that sort of thing i've seen that do pretty well i've seen one where some people will sell certain things like collars for dogs i've seen where it's almost they're all the people in the group are almost trying to collect multiple collars so it's products that are tend to be a little bit less expensive you know they're anywhere between i'd say 15 to 30 dollars there we're not talking about hundreds of dollar paintings i've never seen that do well where one artist was trying to use a group to sell their stuff or even to promote their own stuff. Because those numbers, like we were talking about before with some of these, the wildlife group that I was in, um, there's another oil painting group, you may have 30,000 members, 60,000 members, but if they're not interacting, there's no reason to have it that it may just be extra work for you that you could have been spending on your art or learning a new technique or something like that, versus trying to moderate a group where it's not really benefiting anybody. Yeah, so the difference there is you probably just want to set up a Facebook page. So there's a difference here in a Facebook page versus a Facebook group. There are actually three different types of Facebook groups that you can set up. And so if, you know, you think through this and you think, okay, everything that I do want to do with a group sounds reasonable. So if you passed through all these filters that we kind of talked about here that would qualify whether or not you should start a group and you think, okay, yeah, a group would be beneficial, then what type do I need to start? What kind of group do I need to start? So there's a private group, there's a public group, and a secret group. So the private group is no one can see the topics that are posted inside there except for the members in in the group. And so even the posts themselves, no one can see those. You can look and see that there is a group named such and such, art, whatever, and you can request to join, and then you may be sent that questionnaire that Lisa and I alluded to earlier. But that's how you would gain acceptance into the group. And then also there's a public type of group 
that type of group, anyone can see the topics that are inside the group. Anyone can also see who is inside the group, and anyone can be added by, I think, anybody on the, on that one. And there may be some customizations that you can use to set that up to say anyone can add anybody or it can only be done by a moderator. And I think the same is true with a private group. Okay, now the third type is a secret group. No one can see the group. They cannot see that the group exists and they don't know unless they have the exact URL, and they don't know who is in the group, and they cannot see any of the posts. They can be added by moderators. Typically, that goes through a request that you send somebody through a, a Facebook. It's like it's kind of a weird thing, actually, and it's a it's like a little Facebook emailing system that they have, and then you add somebody in there, and then it sends them this request. The problem with this is I set up my Sharpened Artist Academy members Facebook group as a secret group, and I changed it since then to private because of some of these issues. But what happens is you send that request, and often it goes into a spam filter, and someone thinks they never even got it. So you just create a whole bunch more work for yourself when you do that. Yeah, you want to keep in mind, too, with these secret groups. Usually with those, it's for group. I'll use this because it's a perfect example, but it also comes with a huge warning. So there's a secret group that I was a part of back when I used to show my my Italian Greyhounds. And there was a guy who also, he was a show, he showed and he bred, but he would lie. He would say one dog he was showing was a different dog to get the dog's championship because the other dog wasn't able to get the championship itself. A lot of lies going on. And so this group was basically put together to try to kind of shut this guy down. People were sharing proof they had when he was showing one dog and saying it was another and he was doing a lot of, you know. That sounds really it was ominous. Bad. It was very uh, bad. Terrible. This guy was horrible. Yeah. He actually left Canada. He lived in Canada. He left the country because he was in so much legal trouble for animal abuse. I just want to say that in my secret group, I never claimed anyone showed any <laughs> at all. Well, this group, the funny thing is, there was a member of the group who, I, I don't know, I never really posted. I mostly lurked and just kind of was like watching, hoping the guy got caught for what he was oh, doing. Oh, that's not creepy. So, um, I mean, the people knew I was there. It was a group of like 13 of us. So, there it wasn't a big group. So, anyway... Um, at some point, Facebook screwed up, and there was a member who ended up sticking up for this guy. I don't remember what happened, but there was some bad blood between some of the members. Well, this member left the group, and some people must have said something or were talking about that person within the secret group. Well, at one point, there was a hiccup with Facebook, and they put that person back in the group. That should never be able to happen. Wow. And this person yeah. was able to go through and read all the stuff that these other people wow. had said about them. And I can't tell you what the drama was. I don't remember. I wasn't actually a part of it. But that person went off, was screenshotting it, posting all over the internet. Look what these people said about me. It was just one of those where you're like, oh my gosh. And that was all because of a Facebook hiccup. That should not have been able to happen. This person wasn't in the group. So if you set up secret groups where you think you can talk about other artists, talk about whatever if that's your goal for doing that, yeah. let me just say that's a bad reason. It was yes, anyway. absolutely not. But I've known people that do that because they just want to. Wow. I mean, in this case, it was a good thing because they were trying to shut this guy down. He was harming dogs. Yeah. He was lying yeah. about you know. Okay, so let me let me just let me just say this though that if you okay, so I sell courses online, and so someone who has purchased a course is asking me through email for entrance into the course, then I can send them a request and let them 
them in. And that's because they've, you know, they paid for a course. And so that that was part of the benefit is having the secret Facebook group. So there are legitimate reasons to have it. Oh, absolutely. But my point of this was whenever you're in these groups, don't think because it's set to private. Or secret. Everything's public. The, exactly. Everything always is Just public. assume that's going to get out in the world. If you type something that you don't think will ever go anywhere, yeah. then you're, you're sorely Don't mistaken. assume. Exactly. Don't. If you write something on the internet, assume the person you wrote about it is going to see yeah. it. Make sure you're comfortable yeah. with that because no matter that's what type right. of group you're in or what kind of group you start, like this case where that, there was that hiccup, it caused a lot of problems and a lot of bad, like really bad blood between some of these other people that were involved in talking badly about this person. It was, it was just a horrible storm of crap, basically. But yeah, yeah just be careful. Don't assume that because the setting on whatever group you start, whatever group you're in, that you're safe to say and do whatever you want because it's secret. Never do that with the internet. <laughs> Just a right, public right. service announcement there. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not willing to say something to someone's face, don't yeah. type it either, even if you think it's private. Yeah. It really is. Let me tell you how glad I was. I wasn't involved in that drama. Because, <laughs> yeah, oh really. my gosh. It went, it was terrible. In summary, though, some of the things, though, that to keep in mind, things that you can do with a Facebook group is you can promote more interaction. It's a great place to get some conversations going around something that there's a mutual interest in. And another thing you can do with that is you can categorize whenever you're setting it up, you can categorize the group by the interest so it's more searchable. You can also, you have to create a unique name for your group, can be taken that URL has has to exist and can't be taken by some other group. And you can create a banner for your group. Now you can put a video on that even in your group. You have the opportunity then to just develop, nurture, and to grow a community of people who are interested in whatever it is that you're trying to foster in, in this particular group. So let's go over, Lisa, again, quickly. What are some good reasons to start a group versus just a Facebook page? One would be you want to start a sort of art club with like-minded artists that want to share their work and encourage each other, give tips, that sort of thing. Basically an art club, an art group, or an art right, guild. Right, yeah. And something that you decide ahead of time that, okay, I'm going to put in the work to make this successful and have some ideas on how you're going to interact in the group. And yeah, it can be very successful in that regard. Okay, then what are some cons? What are some things that we should never do with our groups if we're going to set up a Facebook group? One, I think, is very obvious that we talked about, we kind of harped on quite a bit, is don't set up a group if all you want to do is try to sell to them. That just falls flat. Doesn't doesn't go over very well. Another, I think, would be don't set it up to build numbers. I've seen people that yeah, they want to brag, I've got this many numbers right. in my group. That doesn't mean, that's not going to really translate to sales. It's not really going to translate to more fans for your art rate. It's impressive. It's impressive to some 13-year-olds. Yeah, basically. I mean, it's not like these are necessarily your fans. It's very different than your Facebook fan page. Let's say you're trying to get sponsorships. Like with me, I work with Fredericks. I can get, I've got sponsorships because they look at the numbers that I've got on my social media and they think, okay, you've got a lot of reach for us to work with. So we'll give you the canvases that you already use and we'll, you'll let people know that that's what you're using, which is kind of funny because I do that anyway. I was already telling people that's what I was using, but moving on. The, those numbers matter to them. A private group 
eh, not so much. I mean, those groups are, it's trying to sell, trying to advertise within those, just not that effective in most cases. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Just doesn't work. Does not work. So, yeah, some good reasons, though, to start one and some some warnings there and just use good judgment on that. Weigh the pros and cons before you decide to to do this. And remember this. It's not set in stone. You can change the settings on the group. You can decide to shut down a group if it's not working the way you want it to. But you can decide if it's a public group, you can make it private or secret or whatever. You can change those back and forth. And small groups are actually often more engaging than big groups. Mm -hmm. So don't think, well, I don't have a lot of followers, so it's not going to be worth doing. Some of my favorite groups were always my favorite when they were smaller. Sometimes they'll get so big that they're not as personal anymore. So it may be a group of 50 people, and that may still be really worth doing for you as far as putting together that sort of art club or, you know, a group that really help each other out. All right. So you may or may not know that we do have a Facebook group set up for the Color Pencil Podcast over in, yep, you guessed it, Facebook. And you can join that group if you would like to, and we can continue the discussion about things that we talk about here. That's kind of what that's for. We would love to discuss that with you over there. You can also email us, reach out to us at any time, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. On Twitter, Lisa is at Lockery. I'm at Sharpened Artist. And if you like the show, consider giving us a rating and or a review. If it's a rating, we only accept five stars. <laughs> I only accept five stars. Okay. If you hate the show, you can email us. All right. <laughs> oh, I kid, I kid. So if you do like the show, tell someone else about the show and tell them that you're a part of this big, huge group that meets here every single Monday. And we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.